Happy Sunday, beautiful day, right? Beautiful afternoon. I see teens today, young families, thank you for coming today, and everybody. Uh, when I was six, five or six years old, my grandma taught me the Our Father, Hail Mary, and prayers for bedtime. I remember that when I was going to do my first communion, I had to learn the creed, right? You know, it's long and sometimes it's not easy to, to learn the creed and all the prayers. My mom's mom also taught me to say the rosary, like to meditate uh, Jesus' life. So memorizing prayers is the starting point to pray to God. It's the beginning of our spiritual life. And I remember when I was 10 years old, my grandma used to visit different um, houses to pray. It's like, it was like a group of ladies to go to different houses and to pray in a spontaneous way. And one day, they told me, think of a friendship. If you are with a friend, but you never tell that friend what you really feel, what you really think, what's really bugging you, what's really on your mind, probably is not a really good friendship or relationship. They told me, speak. Speak to God with honesty about what's worrying you, what's delighting you. Let God know about your guilt, your sin, about your family, about your desires, about everything. That is a real talk, like conversation. Today begins week four, our theme, Grow. This week we are going to look at maturing in prayer. What I, wanted, what I want you to know is a mature faith sees prayer as conversation with God based on the events and details of our lives, including the struggles. Prayer as conversation, speaking and listening. What I want you to do is to commit to at least five minutes conversation with God this week. Well, I may say not this week, it's every single day. Tell him what is on your mind and take a few minutes to listen. If you like, you can write a letter to God in your journal. I know probably it is for the first time that you are here with us. This is the Grow Journal. We, every Every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we invite uh, parishioners to take, like, take notes. It's something that you hear from the homily and speak to your heart. Just write it down and remember what, what the priest says in the homily. Now, if, if you don't have it, when you go out, just grab one and next week bring it. And it's, it's good to write down. Okay. If you say, okay, Father, you are inviting me to pray. Why should I pray? Why? If I'm okay, I have a good relationship with my husband, with my wife, 
I have a really good kids, adult children, everything is okay in my life, good health. Why should I pray? Why? Well, I tell you, I pray, in my case, I pray because I need God. Because God made me and God sustains me. God is my creator. I'm going to give you two beautiful passages from the Bible, Old Testament, to see this. Psalm 139 says, Truly you have formed my inmost being. You need me in my mother's womb. I give you things that I am fear, fear, fearfully, wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. And the second one is Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 5. God said to Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Who can do this? No human. No humans, right? Just God. Just God can do this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. The Hebrew verb translated new in Jeremiah, in this context, means more than mere intellectual knowledge. It is used to describe the most intimate of relationships. Before Jeremiah was conceived in his mother's womb, the Lord was thinking about him in the most profoundly personal way. Okay, the most important conviction I want to share with you is that prayer is a personal response to God's loving presence, simply to acknowledge it, acknowledge that presence. This means that God first makes himself present to us. That experience, just to recognize God's presence in my life, that experience in itself is profound prayer. It is fruitful prayer. This is a genuine opening up to God who communicates himself to us if we only give him the opportunity. Okay, the first step in prayer is for me. I like it, to, wake, to wake up and face reality, to realize that he is present to me, that he loves me, and being sure of his own divine life and all my capacities into me. Okay, when, once we realize God is to you, what he does for us and how much he loves us, the only polite, obvious, and spontaneous response is to say, thank you, God, for your presence. If a person is very good to me and unselfish and financially supports me, but I don't know him or her or them, I cannot respond to his goodness and love. But if I find out that my support is coming from him, that many good things which, my, which make my life better are coming from him, personally, uniquely to me, 
it's one thing when I begin to realize and acknowledge it. Hmm? All right, the first step is to acknowledge God's presence. The second is to thank Him. The third is loving response. When we say, I love you, God, implies that we first become aware that He first loves us. All growth in prayer is rooted in our conviction that God is present, is present, always present to us, that His presence is personal, loving and provident, that God is and wants more and more to be our Father, and that is like every good father. God wants to speak and communicate with us. That's his goal every single day. He keeps trying to speak to us through all the experience of our life, of our lives, through his church, through his living word in sacred scripture, through his eternal word, Jesus Christ, in the Eucharist as well. In prayer, this is really good, okay? In prayer, we should be attentive to God in all things rather than trying to get God to do what you want Him to do. Prayer is a conversation with God and requires honesty. Just remember this, requires honesty. For that relationship to grow, you've got to share what's going on. I'm gonna give you some examples, probably say, okay, it doesn't apply to me or whatever, but if you, no, so much. Just think about it and pray for them. If you are looking for a job, a better job, to get a different job, and do not immediately find one, I'm sure in prayer you will receive the grace to avoid discouragement and increase thankfulness for. If your son, adult, son, or children, or daughter, does not immediately stop drinking. My conviction is that in prayer, you will find the strength to stop enabling him, her, and at the same time to convey to him your unconditional love. If you do not receive a speedily or rapid cure for your illness, sickness, I am sure in prayer, you will find the courage to endure the treatment, avoid the bitterness, and discover a sense of peace, even in the face of death. All right, while I'm saying this, it's best to talk to God about it. Whatever difficulty, problem is, right, whatever, in the case of Habakkuk. That's what Habakkuk did. He allowed his frustrations to drive him deeper into prayer. Just read it again, or just read the first uh, reading at home, personal prayer, and you will see. He was there, he was praying in difficult time. Now, I'm gonna conclude my homily. With this, may I, may I make some practical suggestions? Take the time every day to converse with God. At least five minutes to ten, right? If you want to pray more, oh, that will be great. Um, find a private spot where you can be alone with God. 
respond to God's presence. If you have your Bible as well, you open the Bible, read your favorite passage from the Bible and, and pray and pray to God. Friends, when we pray, we grow in faith. Mm -hmm. In today's gospel, the apostle says to, to Jesus, increase our faith. And it's a beautiful, it's powerful. Uh, increase our faith. Three words. But it was powerful to say this to God. Increase my faith. And I would like to say this in my personal prayer. 